Hi, my name is Dr. Ali, and you're listening to Pause 101. So for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Dr. Ali once again. I did a PhD in canine behavior at Oxford University, and I created this podcast so that we can all talk about and share experiences about, you know, one of the most, one of our most important family members, which are our dogs. And um, so I'm joined by my Samoyed Waffles and my uh, Corgi Templeton, um, as well as Dre, who is an aspiring dog owner, but she has cat allergies, so she's here to explore. Hi. Um, I'm joined by Andrew, who is a trainer at PetSmart. Hi, nice to be on. Thanks for having me. Um, and I'm also joined by Elisa, who is, um, who's been a dog owner for 20 years and who, you know, she knows all the its and outs of dogs. Hi, thanks for having me. So um, we wanted to talk today, we have, a lot of, we have a lot to discuss, we wanted to talk about potential dog breeds. Now, Dre is allergic to cats, so there's a potential that she could be allergic to some dog breeds. So we're looking at hypoallergenic dog breeds. So Dre, what do you you look for in a dog? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for a dog that's going to be my best friend, maybe one that's also not too difficult to train. I like a smart dog who uh, isn't going to, you know, mess up my furniture and kind of make a make a mess and, you know, pee all over my all over my apartment. Um, I want a dog who is super friendly, but also yes, hypoallergenic is super important to me because I do have very severe allergies. And Elisa, you have two hypoallergenic dogs of your own. Um, what what breeds are they? And so one of them is a multi poo, and the other is just a normal poodle. And what led you to, you know, obtain those breeds? What what about the breeds do you think would be a right fit for Dre? Well, the, the poodle is very intelligent and also hypoallergenic. Uh, we had the same requirements for a dog and both dogs fit those requirements very well see it's oftentimes um it's 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 what's in the fur and it's the dander from the dog's um the dog emits this kind of fluff hyper like allergen that gets released into the air and um the reason why hypoallergenic dogs are hypoallergenic is because their fur is made of wool um or sometimes they just don't have any hair which is very rare but that is possible and so we're looking at a dog um with wool hair and usually it's going to be like a curly dog are you are you opposed to having a curly haired dog dre no i love i love curly hair all right so we are um we're looking at we're looking at multi-poos we're looking at poodles but we're also looking at um, one of my favorite breeds who's known as uh, it's very rare actually it's called the uh, griffon de cortal um, it's a wire hair pointing griffin in English, and basically it's a really good hunting dog. Um, not that you'd be using it for hunting, but they're so loyal. Um, in adulthood, they reach up to like 52 pounds, which I think, um, you know, it might be a little bit hard to bring it around. Uh, do you need a small dog or a large dog? What are you looking at? No, I think a mid-sized dog is good. I don't want a dog that's too small that I can fit in my purse, but I also don't want a huge dog because my apartment is not, uh, not too big. Yeah, so Andrew, what do you think about um, the pros and cons of having um, large and small dogs and I guess handling them on walks and training and brushing? What what would you have to say about that? So I've been a professional dog trainer for uh, 37 years now and uh, I found that a lot of people get dogs 
because of all the positive aspects that they bring to their life and often don't consider uh, the negative aspects that their behavior or managing their behavior could bring. And uh, for example, if you want to get a big dog and you live in an apartment, it might be uh, problematic to uh, manage the excess energy that your big dog could have. Uh, they often require a lot of exercise and a lot of space to run around and be free. And if they don't have these basic requirements, it can often lead to uh, many behavior problems. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And I think that, um you know, leads us to the question, is is there ever really a right time to have a dog? I mean, a lot of people um, can compare it to kids. Like, is there ever a right time to have kids? Well, I think you can apply the same thing to dogs. I, you know, do you start with puppies or do you start with adults? There's obviously the pros and cons. Puppies, you know, require a lot of time and energy. You know, if you work a full-time job, it might not work. But, um, yeah. Um, so, we're just going to, a little fun fact, to... Um, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. Um, did you know that corgi butts float when submerged in water? Yes, I discovered this while um, doing my uh, PhD research um, while uh, studying in, at Oxford. And uh, yep, it's uh, it's quite a true sight. So if you ever have a corgi, try to submerge the butt in water and you will see that it floats. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to thank everyone for... Um, coming to my podcast today um you know Dre hopefully you you know have a more like a clearer head about what you'd like to get and um I'd like to thank Andrew for joining me today and thank you Elisa tune in next week for an in-depth explanation as to why corgi butts float when submerged in water and what we can do about this